You are listening to CBS Wire. I was sad when I get angry or, or stressed and there's there are too many things around me. I tend to cry. It was a positive, a great night and I felt good the morning after when I didn't cry myself. I didn't cry myself to sleep, but I was sad before. I was just not a very, yeah, not a happy student. Since 2013, the percentage of students that feel stressed has risen from 29.3% to 41.3%. Back in 2015, Line Jönsson Börre, that you just heard, was part of those percentages. Something that changed when she took the leap from economics at University of Copenhagen to business administration and psychology at CBS. In this week's podcast, we're going to talk about what changed for her. And furthermore, we grabbed hold of theologian Camilla Slyk to try to place that sometimes inplaceable guilt and bad conscience that strikes doing an exam. I haven't been stressed at CBS. I've been studying economics at the University of Copenhagen one and a half year before I came to CBS and it it broke me. But it, ha- it hasn't been like that being being at CBS. I haven't been stressed. I've been exhausted and I've been I've had too many too many things to focus on. But when the exam arrives, I I do I do not make those study plans I just have like this overview in my head of okay well the syllabus is this and then I have to I don't I don't want to read everything but I go through the slides of the of the lectures and then I see okay what's the most relevant here and that's a extremely hard task but it's turned out pretty good yeah so what what has changed since you studied uh, economics till now, uh, since you don't have that degree of stress anymore? I, I think it's because I've uh, I've gotten older. I, I know that that studying is what I what I'm going to do uh, when I started for the next five years. So this has to be a good period as well. I don't have to get top grades, but my mindset about studying has changed. But I do see a lot of my uh, close friends being stressed, being uh, being under pressure in the exam periods, which which are which is not nice to see. No, do you, do you think uh, that's due to a bigger focus on grades than you have, or why do you think they are so stressed compared to you? Well, there there could be many possible reasons. So I know some of them really focus on on grades, but. That I don't. I just. That's what get them motivated. That's not. That that doesn't work on me. So, but we have in this. We have a small friend friend group of uh, four people, and we we compare each other with, with with the results. We are super proud of each other when hitting a nice grade. But but it's not what gets us focused or motivated. It's or we're not friends because or despite of our grades. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that the grade pressure and yeah, and the, the average grade has a, has a huge influence. 
But what responsibility does the Danish schools have regarding the skyrocketing stress levels of Danish students? Actually, I don't, th- I don't think that CBS or schools in general could do can do that much, or maybe they can. Um, but it's it's m- much more on the on the culture at the at the 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 school. Let's take CBS as an example. It's much more how how exams are um i talked about i discussed what the discourse around uh, around exams are and i think it's really important that uh, the tutors in the in the beginning kind of takes the mysteriousness out of the exams and say it's not that bad yes it's cbs but we and because it's CBS, we have these awesome teachers and lecturers who are who just want you to to pass the exam and pull you up so the yeah the grade can be better and you get a good period out of the exam. Perfect. Um, we talked to Camilla Slug, who mentions not only what should I say physical stress about examinations, but also. Some kind of irreplaceable guilt or or something, just just having a bad conscience almost all period. Do you recognize uh, what she's saying? Very much indeed, yeah. And now it it's rather not it's rather inconcrete, but but uh, where do you think it comes from? This feeling guilty stuff. Well, I think it's under the under the exam period. When when you are when you're studying and maybe one week away from the exam, you kind of have this um, this feeling rushing in over you, having bad bad thoughts and bad conscious um, because I should have started earlier. That's my first thought to myself. I should have started earlier. I should have started a month before and not two weeks before the exam. When we talked on the phone, you also mentioned mentioned some guilt connected to being so privileged as to get paid for taking for undertaking an education here in Denmark. Can you elaborate on that? I think that guilt concerns that you want to do the best thing you could, and when you get the uh, education for free, or and even get the uh, get money for it, the ESU, then why didn't you start earlier? Why why don't you do your your best? Um, that could be there could be periods where it's not possible, and that's that's fine. And for some, maybe it just isn't isn't that big a focus. But why why isn't there a common understanding that when when you get money for studying, why don't you do your top best and then yeah start not just a week or two before the exam, but continuously on under the semester and make um, make a list or make a reading plan or do so and so. In order to examine this guilt that in some cases spice up the physical symptoms of stress during an exam, we talked to associate professor Camilla Slug, who has looked closely into the aspects of human guilt. So, first of all, I think a whole lot of youngsters have been sitting prepping for the exams during this January. 
and there is of course some some physical displays of stress but there's also a, a whole lot of guilt involved in this studying process what can, what can you say about this kind of unplaceable guilt that appears uh, during the the period of the exams i think this uh it's it's important to acknowledge the the guilt that people are peeling, feeling because it's uh it's real uh and it has to do with things that are uh, i mean the feeling of guilt is real so we have to sort of uh, diagnosticize where does it come from uh is it only due to a wild imagination of all the things that could go wrong which is in, in one scale end of the scale or is it in the other end of the scale it's uh, it's uh, real that uh, I'm going to do this or that or I can't really do this and that so I know for sure I'm not capable so that is these two uh, poles are very different because uh, the imagination of an atomic bomb uh, all of sudden exploding in the exam room is is uh, unrealistic but it may be very realistic that I didn't read enough Yeah, do you think it's centered about the final result, the the exam and the grade, or is it centered about the reading process? You had to read a whole lot, and sometimes you don't really get that done. Mm, Again, it's fair to be afraid of something where you haven't prepared enough. That is fair, and that could also be for driver license or whatever, or cooking a meal and you haven't got everything you need for the meal, whatever. But um, but but I guess the anxiety we're talking about is not only I didn't read all I should, but also all the other things around exam, which are the things that we as a university ought to discuss more openly to to put down the stress. And um, some of that, these other things around is uh, sort of a, that that is an identity discussion that people are having with themselves. If I'm not performing well, if I'm not having a 12, I'm not a good person. Or if I don't have a 12, I'll never have success at all in my life. Or if I don't have a 12, nobody will love me, etc. Blah blah blah. And all these other things around not um, fulfilling the goals perfectly are the things we should talk more about. But we cannot take away anxiety uh, of uh, performance uh, in uh, in exam because it is about. Uh, having read the stuff at least enough to uh, pass the exam. It is about that. We, what we can do is talk about all the other things that are sort of uh, being clicked onto exam. Yeah, but it's it's booming right now, um, the amount of stress um, the students undergo doing, doing an exam. Can you guess on what has happened? Why are we seeing a, a boom in this stress and guilt about the exams? I think some of it is that this uh, discussion about uh, identity that uh, has also boomed in our society. Uh, these these two th- uh, um, concepts, identity and exam, they maybe have come too close, so that people see exam as uh, uh, as identity. How well they perform is uh, becomes identity, and maybe we should uh, split that more, so that um, performing at exam is sort of an act that I do is not who I am. It's obvious that people have a lot of stress because uh, it is uh, framed like important to perform well all the way around. So what is uh, necessary is a kind of, sort of a contra-revolution uh, or at least to see it as um, a, more dico- a more dichotomy between uh, or, or, or dual, that it's both about performing well, but that's something you do. But besides that, you are also a human being and you are in the world 
and you have the right to be happy and find the things that gives you uh, joy and uh, and pleasure in life. So part of getting rid of this guilt is to learn that grades isn't the only thing in life. But how do you teach that at a university full of ambitious students and some of the highest grade point averages in the country? And uh, in that regard, what responsibility do you think a university such as CBS uh, has? Yeah, one responsibility which we uh, at least uh, I hope also in actual life, but uh, at least it's, it's in the learning objectives that learning objectives is the are the students' um, uh, security of that if they perform on the learning objectives, they are obliged to have a great uh, grade, to have a good grade. So uh, learning objectives is one way of taking responsibility of saying if if you do this for sure you will pass and you will pass uh, very well. Um, but I'm not always sure that uh, um, it, it, that happens, or at least uh, uh, when I hear some of my students talking about some of the subjects, it seems like uh, sometimes it's more out in the open. What are the actual um, uh, Uh, measures that uh, that I'm going to be measured at uh, when it comes to exam. So um, it's important that we as uh, professors uh, spend time of uh, spelling out uh, what are the actual uh, measures for exam. Otherwise, we leave people in yeah without a certainty of what what is going to happen in this situation. Yeah, and is this guilt uh, is is this guilt really rooted in uncertainty? more than anything else, or how should I understand it? Mm, I think it depends on, because you, we could also feel guilty as a university system on putting this pressure on the on the students, uh, but also the students feel guilt. I think it comes back to uh, the feeling of, I, I, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do for this exam. What we as professors uh, have to remember is that Though we may have a course uh, which is uh, the same, though it, it, it changes a bit uh, over the years because of literature, it's every year it's a new. This this subject is new for a new student who will be there for the first time and leave and never come back. So we have to keep our openness for that. This will again, obviously, this is what it's all about. It will keep being uncertain for new students. What is this about? And then there is um, always the road where the teacher or lecturer really stresses that grades ain't that important. C- can that work in reducing stress and guilt? And is it even a good idea to state this as a teacher? I, I can only say what I'm doing myself, uh, Jacob, and that is, uh, I, I think it's wrong to say, uh, don't be afraid of exam. Obviously, I'm not saying you should be afraid, but it's obvious that people will be afraid. Uh, I would be afraid myself if I was taking a exam. And some kind of uh, tension and attention around uh, performance in an exam is, is, is good. What is bad is when it becomes, uh, uh, become, it cripples you and uh, your soul. Um, so I think that the way of going around it as a professor is to be very clear on learning objectives. What are the the, the measures that I will and the goals, how will I assess uh, what you're doing uh, in at exam? And uh, and what I do is always say, you have this amount of literature, you need to read it all, and if you had read it all, you can use it for exam. 
But this again comes back to how much literature can you expect people to read. And sometimes I hear that students are expected to read uh, two or three thousand um, pa- pages of uh, literature for an exam. Then it becomes uh, impossible to know, have I prepared myself well enough if I have two thousand pages of uh, literature? Is it, am I capable if I have another subject and yet another, I also have two thousand pages? And this is the, the moment where it becomes kind of out of grasp for anybody to know how I'm preparing myself. And it's also the moment where we as a system is putting too much pressure and uncertainty on, yeah, on performance. How can I perform well for this bloody exam? So uh, what, what, uh, what is up to the student and what is up to the system? Well, it's up to the student to be responsible to read uh, all the literature, to engage uh, in class and to know what exam is about in due time and in, in, uh, in preparation good time before exams happens because it also takes uh, mental uh, energy to perform for the actual exam. Is it uh, written? Is it oral? How long is it written? What is going to happen? So that's the responsibility of the student. The responsibility of the, the system of our professors is to not overload the students with literature but giving an amount of literature that is um, uh, deep and well enough uh, and, and reachable uh, for the students so that they can actually uh, read it and also be very clear on what is the uh, exam going to be about both uh, learning objectives but also the exam situation what will happen uh, uh, in the actual situation of exam particularly if it's oral these two responsibilities are important uh, on student and, and system to, to take up and, and be uh, serious about and that would seriously, I think, incre- decrease a lot of uh, stress for, for the students. I don't know, maybe you recognize this, but I kind of get this feeling that it's often the ones who feel most stressed and most guilty who really achieve or who, who's getting straight A's. Do you recognize that picture? Uh, yeah, yes, I do. And we also see a gender difference because more, uh, more women than men are... Uh, nervous and anxious and stressed around exam, but they do well, they do better when it comes to grades than the, than the boys. Uh, so th- this is a little uh, weird. There are some um, uh, surveys on, <laughs> actually on uh, intelligence, uh, cognitive intelligence, that uh, tells that uh, people that are very intelligent are often more anxious and also more uh, uncertain of how bright they are. They think uh, other people are more bright, maybe because they are capable of um, recognizing things they do not know, while people who are less intelligent think they are more intelligent than they actually are. So <laughs> that's a very interesting paradox. <laughs> and probably they think they're more intelligent because they don't know better. <laughs> exactly, exactly. In mid-January, Danish Minister of Education and Research announced that he would look into changing the current seven-step grade scale. But can this affect the levels of stress in the Danish students? Yeah, and uh, right now, one of the hottest topics is a new set of grades during the universities. Do you think we're talking about going back to the old 13th scale? Some members of parliament suggest that we shouldn't have grades as grades at, at all. Uh, do you think this can affect anything in this stress skill process if we change the grade system? That's a good question. 
I'm not sure. The, uh, first of all, I want to say I also want the, the system changed. That's simply because uh, the difference between 4 and 7, 7 and 10 is far too large. It's particularly between 7 and 10, that's completely hopeless. And before we had six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I mean, it, it, so when you have, when we sit and we negotiate the sensor and the, the examiner, examiner, uh, about the, uh, yeah, about what grade is uh, this performance going to to be? Um, it is really a part of the discussion that is this that seven is uh, too low and maybe ten sometimes too high. So how how would you want this to to fall out? So I want to. I hope they change this, but then again, I actually I hope that they'll make a, a scale where you uh, still um, uh, make it uh, compulsory to have very clear learning objectives. The good thing and the bad thing at the same time about the old scale, thir thirteen scale, was that uh, it was about um, uniqueness or um, if, yeah. Uh, some a certain type of intelligence how how uh, how great you started from zero and then you would work yourself up to something eventually 13 if it was wonderful but when the seven scale you start with 12 and you go down and i like the starting with 12 maybe it'll be another number but starting up and say okay we'll start with uh, have you lived up to the learning objectives because i think that's m more fair so um, that part they could uh, keep for my sake i also acknowledge that they want a, a great for the exceptional, extraordinary, wonderful performance, uh, cum laude, as it was in the old days. Um, they, they could probably figure that out sometimes, but some, somehow. But the, but the, that we don't. We, we need a grade between seven and ten. Yeah, but it's not. You can't really say anything about how it would affect uh, the stress of examinations or something like that. I, I'm not. I'm not sure how it affects the students, but uh, I guess. That uh, that this difference between seven and ten, having a ten is uh, sort of considered uh, not good, very good, and ten is considered okay, also makes it even more stressful. To, before you could live with having an eight instead of a nine, but it, but having only a seven, that's the way students talk about it, makes it extra uh, stressful. So, where does the responsibility lie in order to this in 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 regards to this boom of stressed out students? Mm, I think that actually just, uh, it's very simple that this whole discussion on stress goes into the uh, larger idea of our times on performance, that uh, we need to perform in all uh, parameters of, uh, of life and an exam is just uh, one of them, even though we would take away uh, grades, which is impossible, uh, but exams and all this, even if we took away this whole idea of performance at exam, that would, it would still be a performance society. And what exam does is that it makes it uh, just more obvious uh, how good or not good I am. Maybe that's also why people in, have a sort of hate-love relationship to, to exam, because uh, it's wonderful to have a 12 and be uh, assessed as, uh, as great. Uh, and that, for that reason, exam is uh, is wonderful, but it's uh, terrible if you think you're very good and then you have two or four, then it's uh, terrible. So it becomes kind of love hate on this uh, uh, on this uh, concept exam. But how do we separate this unhealthy and unuseful guilt 
from the stress needed to prepare for an exam. One way of uh, approaching how to understand what's going on and how to get uh, concepts for understanding is to look at uh, Søren Kierkegaard's difference between uh, fear of something and uh, anxiety or angst, as uh, we also call it in, yeah, also actually in English. So fear of something is that I'm afraid that if I haven't read, uh, they might ask me of uh, one of the topics I have, didn't manage to read. That is a concrete fear, and that's realistic. That might happen because uh, you know for sure you haven't read it all, so it is possible this might happen. When it becomes anxiety and angst and uh, yeah, out of reach uh, control, also as Kierkegaard defined, is, it, is that the situation where you are afraid of something that you don't really know what is? What, what, what is it that I'm afraid of? If you have read it all, you read it twice, you studied all year, you have notes for everything, you have been in class for every every single class, you're still afraid. Then it it becomes um, this... Yeah, you could understand it maybe as uh, anxiety or angst, which is um, a terrible feeling. Um, and we also know that people, some people need uh, help because... I mean, it's not a decision, it's just something that happens to some people. It becomes... Uh, uh, There's something you can't manage, this uh, angst or anxiety of you don't know what because you have no reason to be uh, angst. So we get it's, uh, I, for me, it's important to understand that uh, exam is only a matter of being afraid of something very concrete. When you have realized it is what I'm uh, in my wild imagination when I'm angst, that is never going to happen. Then it should be possible logically to say you have read, you have done everything. So what is left to be afraid of is is uh, is very little. It's just uh, the day uh, that you go in there, but you have done everything you can do, so you cannot blame yourself any anything else. Mm. Not that Kierkegaard manages to get rid of his angst, but but is there anything you can do to get rid of not the fear, but the angst of an exam? Well, uh, I have suggested before, and I will suggest again also for my students that these meditation techniques that are becoming also more in in fashion which is great uh, they're actually um, uh, they have shown in through research to help so when you um, do some kind of uh, meditation or mi- yeah mindfulness some people say that doing sports helps them but something that uh, helps the brain to uh, settle down and slow down uh, then uh, that helps Maybe we are better off to ask Line Jönsson Börre what she did to get rid of some of her guilt and stress, and furthermore, if it affected her grades. I would say start in much better time. Um, give give the exam period much more time, maybe one or two weeks, if if possible, because it gives you gives you a like more. Co- it gives the exam period a calmness you slowly can take one day at a time and do not have to follow this um study plan down to the down to the bullet you can say oh well this was super interesting reading about actually and then okay uh, i'll i'll pass a bit on on that road and then okay i'll take the the following two bullets tomorrow but for tomorrow i've done Or today I've done some of tomorrow's work, so not be that that punctual. That helped me, but but still have the 
don't don't sit and read comic books or being on Instagram, but have do something that's that's relevant relevant to the study. And one thing I enjoy uh, very much is the mornings of the exam period because I'm I'm meditating ten minutes every morning, or if it's too stressful, every night. Um, I try to do it in the in the everyday life as well, but there, um, yeah, ten minutes is not much. But in the morning, I just want to sleep as much as I can. But meditating, I, there's a an app called Headspace, which is very much used around students, and is a yeah perfect guidance. And you don't have to do much. You some of the exercises are just to sit and and accept the sounds around you. That's uh that's a great help for me in the exam periods. Yeah, perfect. And what about um, the the guilt that um, Camila mentioned? Have you found a way to get rid of that? Um, a, a way to get for me to get around it is just to say, well, well, yeah, I I have some guilt now, and maybe I should have uh, not drank the last beer. Uh, last night or the day before and maybe I could have done so or so or maybe I could have it's just to accept it and say well maybe that beer wasn't I could have drunk that yes and it was it's the it's how concentrated you are when you are studying that's the most important um so for me a way to get around the the guilt is to say okay yes to register it and then to like cope cope with it and say yeah okay i i i see you and you guilt and now stand back because if the guilt gets in the in the forehead and if the guilt is the most important thing you have to or the most the thing that gets most attention all day then all the studying you're doing behind can't get through and it should be the other way around so the reading the studying should be be at front so it's okay to have the guilt i think it could can be can get you concentrated can get you focused oh i did that so maybe a learning to the next exam period is to say okay there was this and this and this i shouldn't do that no okay but then i'll do some other things or go home one hour earlier or work out on my way home or Can you see it on your grades that you've been a lot less stressed doing exams than you were at economics? Well, this exam period has been extremely good for me, and I can see a, a clear development in my in my mindset. A year ago, I studied like a crazy. I I failed my my first exam at CBS. It is to the hardest exam at business administration and psychology but it was such a slap in the face and I was I was like how how do I get up from this again and then it was just like you have to do it and I got the the same I got four in all my the the four exams I had and then to and I was I was stressed I was not able to it was oral exams mostly of those i was not so uh, able to like f- how do you say formulate me in in a clear in a clear way and then to see at this semester i've i've been i've been calm the whole exam i've been time left 
been time to laugh and I've yeah just had had a good exam period and I got my first uh, 12. Line Jönsson Börre has successfully managed her exam periods, but right now thousands of students ain't that lucky. Unfortunately, we cannot offer a clear answer to how we as a society get rid of the stress levels at our students. But as Camilla Slyk suggests, there might be something in the identity perception in today's society that makes stress hormones and guilt a loyal companion for way too many students. You have once again listened to CBS Wire, and once again, we urge you to tell everyone about our podcast. But just before we say goodbye, maybe write this statement from Camilla Slug down for your next exam period. If we look at the way people get job, it's actually not on the basis of uh, their grades from exam. And uh, a lot of uh, surveys and yeah, research into employers' uh, view on grades and exams that how employers view exam is that the thing it does not matter. They um, hire people on the basis of uh, the way they are. Are they nice persons? Are they capable of listening? Are they capable of uh, suggesting uh, new new ways of doing things? Are they um, capable of uh, collaborating? You have listened to CBS Wire.